All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza and affiliated with Big Cat Country. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up guys? It's JK3. First and foremost, we want to thank Mike Thompson Design, MikeThompsonDesign.com for our new logo. So we unveiled that a couple days or maybe about a week ago. Um, You should see it on every podcast platform now. I think it's updated everywhere. Um, What do you guys think about the new logo? Love it. Love it, man. It's original. uh, It's crisp. Very accurate Jacksonville skyline. Love it, man. It's awesome. Somebody wrote back uh, hashtag clean. So I thought that was a good description. I thought it was pretty clean. <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah. I'll... Thoughts about its cleanness? Oh, it's clean. Mm-hmm. It, or as the young kids say, it, it's lit. Actually, quick contest. Whoever can first send us, uh, and I'll give away a laptop sticker. We'll give away a laptop sticker. Whoever can first send us what each building is in a tweet in the logo wins a sticker this one be kind of tough man yeah so we'll see how that goes we'll see who what kind of true jacksonville residents that we have uh, listening to us um and then also with the new logo we unveiled our uh merchandise store now where you can get a down by the bank t-shirt a sticker a cup uh all kinds of different things so um and, and one thing that that we had talked about and i know jk3 you can you can kind of talk about what you've done with them we're gonna donate all the profits from the merchandise to the clara white mission here in jacksonville yeah, man, uh, Clara White is a pretty good organization here in Jacks, you know, helping people get back on their feet, um, you know, trying to prevent some homelessness. Uh, if, you, if you've ever done any work uh, down there at Clara White, you know what kind of things they, they do. Uh, it's more of, you know, or so just preventing people from being homeless. And if they are homeless, uh, trying to help them get back on their feet uh, and trying to get them, you know, back into being productive environment. Donated a couple of suits. Um, you know, I am a recruiter by trade, so I uh, was able to go ahead and get out there and do some mock interviews, serve a couple of lunches out there, man, and make some good relationships with some people down there. So uh, very uh, near and dear to me about getting people back uh, into the right opportunities and, and getting them back onto their feet. And with your purchase of, a, you know, a down by the bank T-shirt, sticker or whatever, man, just help somebody else in need. Holidays are coming up. $20 shirt looks good on your back. $20 goes or whatever the proceeds do, go to uh, Clara White and to help those folks out there. So it'll be pretty good. Yeah, and if you get a t-shirt or a sticker, be sure to take a picture and send it to us because we'll be super excited about that. And we may throw a retweet your way. So I don't know, no guarantees, but maybe. Um, so, and then kind of uh, to get back to the football uh, aspect of the podcast, uh, 23 to 7 victory over the Bengals on Sunday at home, no less, which was really exciting. So uh, Derek, I'll, I'll kind of start with you. What was the... Uh, what was the the feeling that you had after that game, that nice solid win at home? I was sitting on my three legged stool, man. Sitting on my three legged stool. Talked about that a few episodes back. Offense, defense, special team. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. When you got those three phases of the game working, you're unstoppable. Great win. Great W. Man, I thought it was an awesome team win. Um, most importantly, it, it felt good to see, uh, like uh, Derek mentioned, all three phases clicking. The, the defense was just continuing to come along and, and continue to steamroll people, suffocate them, whatever adjective you want to use to go ahead and describe them. Uh, and, and then the same thing with the offense. It's so good to see Blake being put in those positions where the plays are coming to him and he's just delivering on those plays. He's not really having to go out and make a complete, you know, crazy Aaron Rodgers type throw. He's 
literally the playbooks, the plays are unfolding in front of him. Um, and it's just one of those things now where the heat's not really on him. It's more on, you know, the, the receivers catching the balls, the receivers making sure that you, the balls are hitting them in the hands that they're catching. Cause as of last year, the years before, they were making these miraculous catches where the ball was thrown anywhere in the vicinity. Now it's hit them in the chest. Got to make those. That's my only criticism. But overall, very happy to get a, a win on home soil. Uh, hopefully we can, you know, win three in a row, maybe. <laughs> w- w- is that too much to ask for, three nope. in a row coming nope. up this Sunday? Oh, man. I think, nope. like, I actually feel, like I th- maybe it was you, Derek, before we started recording, like, where you feel actually kind of confident now. Like, we feel kind of good, actually. Not, I mean, I don't. I was a little bit more sort of uh, glass uh, half empty uh, probably, like, a game or two ago. But for some reason, it just feels like there's been a shift where I actually feel like we're good and can win the rest of the games. Not all of them, maybe, but a good chunk of them. The Jags have been the kid at the playground. Who doesn't get picked at all for the football game, for the tackle football game? Now we're we're the team that you know ha- we have the best defense. We have a solid running game, and so we're like one of the first kids picked now. You know, it, it, it's it's a great feeling, and when you have those type of things, and then you know we'll get a little bit more into detail. But then you know, forget you know the defense. We know everybody knows about that. It's our offensive line, man. That's what's making it so much easier for Bortles. The running game and the offensive line. When you have time to throw, you look better as a quarterback. You know, you, uh, Dak Prescott. Oh, he's great. Da, 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 da. Dak Prescott missed a ton of reads last year, but it didn't matter because their offensive line was so good in Dallas. Same thing here. We can do the same thing, and we're proving it. We just happen to have two nasty running backs, one in particular, that uh, can really bolster the team, that offense. And when Bortles doesn't make a mistake, when he plays turnover-free football, it it, it looks great. So um, that, that's just kind of how it's working out right now. I, I tell you what, it feels good to, to – it's a really weird, eerie feeling. It's a strange feeling that I have going on right now because it's like you're anxious. You, you want the game to start, and when the game – ends and the last couple games have been w's it's like all right i can't wait till next week gets here i can't wait to see what we're going to do next week and you you just don't want to just hope you just don't want to do this wave to just stop you know you want to keep on bringing on the opponents uh the, the team keeps mowing them down it definitely feels good to talk about meaningful football and projections like as far as playoffs goes scenarios rather than draft picks mm-hmm. right now it feels so much different talking about what this team could possibly do and how it's now a playoff or bust, whether they get in as a wild card or they get in as an AFC South champion. It's so much different having that conversation than having the conversation about, all right, well, if this team continues to lose here, we'll pick here. And it's also going to feel good picking outside of the top 10 in the draft. Hey, I'm making a prediction right now. We will not have a pick inside of the first 20. I'm just saying it right Ooh. now. We will Ooh. not have a pick inside the first twenty. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna be down. picking twenty-one or later. All right. If we if we later. pick in if we pick in thirty-two, I, I just I, I don't know. I just might do like I was a kid and do a backflip and hurt myself real bad. You know who knows? But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying we're not picking uh, earlier than twenty-one. <laughs> okay. So JK three, you JK three, you're predicting thirty-two, right? Isn't that what you said? 
I did. I did not say thirty-two <laughs> as much as I want to, but you know, I got to hold a little bit of credibility and keep a little faith. Uh, you, you know, you know that I, I just don't know, man. It, it's it. I know outside of top ten for sure. But like I said, it's a great feeling to actually talk about meaningful football. And since the bye week's over with right now, hopefully we've got football going straight until February and doesn't end on December 31st uh, in, uh, in in Nashville. Well, that's the thing I'm excited about is it seems like coming up here soon, there's just a string of home games. Like it feels like it's so weird that we have another home game this coming Sunday. It just it feels like that's just never been a thing uh, anytime recently just because it's been so sporadic. So I'm just excited for the the string of games in Jacksonville coming up. And I will say just a couple things about the last game as far as like the, uh, the stadium experience. So they had the fair outside the stadium. I don't know if you, uh, you saw that, but um, uh, what do you guys think about the fair? Like, what are your feelings on the fair? Cause I feel like, like we took our tickets cause you can get in free. The fair is kind of weird. It's weird, and it and it's a it's it's a place where people go to fight. <laughs> it's like the greasers and the soaps from the outside. Oh, geez. wow! <laughs> wow. He went. Well, Derek, we got down there because we. Uh, here's my thing. Last game, uh, my daughter and I left at like eleven o'clock, and that was like early, and we ended up getting there barely on time just because of traffic and stuff. So we didn't play around this time. We left at like nine in the morning, and so we got down there. The fair, like we were literally probably the first people in the fair, and it was probably the most eerie thing i've ever experienced in my life like the employees just like kind of just gave us these mean looks and everything was just super awkward <laughs> man you know it, it, it the, fun, it's the funny thing is so this is about a uh jacksonville native you know the fair have a lot of great memories you know like like jk3 said you know back in the day they used to have midnight magic or as most people would call it midnight madness because of all the fights uh, but they've cleaned it up, but you got to remember too, you're, you're dealing with some, some carnies. So it's going to be a little bit weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were all young. Though. Hey, here's the thing is like the supposed carnies, which sounds like such a horrible, th- I don't know. That just has such a negative connotation to it, but it's like, they were all like young. So that, I don't know much about all. carnies. Yeah, but so they travel with the fair. Is that how that works? They they go everywhere with the fair. They get younger now because you can do school online. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay. That that was one of my favorite ads on in like daytime TV. It was uh, what was it? College in your pajamas dot com or something. It's like what it's like what person's like clicking onto that to go to college? But anyway, um. So and then the other thing was so I get up there. We're in the stadium super early, and um, I go to the bu- Bubba Burger. Uh, thing and i guess they're just like behind making the burgers because it's super early and uh because they're behind they upgraded me i got like the double bacon like extra cheeseburger completely for free so i was pretty excited about that and then the time what time did you get downtown <laughs> to go to the fair and go yeah. into the stadium yeah. before they got the damn burgers <laughs> it was yeah. it was really early i don't know it was kind of, it was like embarrassing early <laughs> but honestly it felt good because we were able to do like all the little pre-game stuff and you know go around all the little free stuff tents and get you know all the little free things walk into the practice facility for the first time i can't believe i haven't been in there yet um and it was awesome and uh but anyway my point was to get to the 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 game as far as the crowd goes that was the best crowd that has been in that stadium in quite a while and obviously the correlation is to the fact that the team is performing better but as far as the excitement um the turnout um you know, there was there was a contingent of Bengals fans, and it was a lot more noticeable just because of the fact they wear orange, obviously. Uh, but I mean, the the biggest moment, and I know JK three, you were mentioning it beforehand, and I think he just won uh, special teams player of the week, maybe for, just for the AFC, I guess. 
um, when Mickens returned that kick, I mean, that it was just insane in there. I mean, what an electric play. And that's some of the things that this team has seen uh, in bright spots last year, you know, or in the last couple of years with Rashad Green being able to uh, return plays. But, I mean, the Mickens play was great. That was, that was a spectacular play. Um our boy Keelan Cole with the one hit yeah, catch, yeah. spectacular play, uh, and then going back down to to Yannick Ngakwe off the tackle and then bouncing off the ground and still getting uh, Joe Mixon in the backfield. The thing, spectacular plays. The spectacular plays where you don't want to get up to go get something to drink, where you don't want to go use the bathroom, where you don't want to look away when whenever you're you're, you're at home. Whatever you're, you're looking at, it's not taking your eyes off the screen because you can miss something, and, and that's what this team has got right now. They've got the spunk. They've got the tenacity. Spectacular plays are back, and, and it's fun to watch. It's actually fun to watch them play. And also, the way that we were holding San Diego – or not San Diego, excuse me. The way that we were holding um, – um, Cincinnati on third down, that's like stuff that we've seen in the past, like how we couldn't buy a third down in the past, how we just could not get a play for third down. It feels so good to see one, two, three punt on the opposite side of the ball. Yeah, Derek, what, what are your thoughts on that? So because of the excitement with the team, like JK3 mentioned, do you think it would be a good decision? Uh, would it be weird if I were to wear an adult diaper to games just so I don't have to leave my seat? <laughs> Hey man, don't uh, don't uh, tempt some of those uh BCB guys, man. That uh, dive in pools of I don't know what they might do that. Okay, yeah. but Derek, uh, but for real though, I am interested in, and we'll kind of shift here a little bit. In your opinion, as a uh, as a uh, FSU guy, and and you know we're all supporters of him, but I know with Ramsey uh, getting kicked out of the game, one of the big uh, talks or topics on the radio. Um, not necessarily in Jacksonville because I think we're all pretty defensive of him, but nationally is that uh, it's he should have been kicked out as well just because he was instigating. And I know we had opinions on this <laughs> via text message as it was going on, but what do you think? Like, do you think he should have been kicked out because of all the crap that he was starting and the stuff he was saying beforehand? Is that just football? Uh, should he not do those things to, to keep the chance of him getting kicked out and making us a, a less of a better team, a more remote possibility. Like what are your thoughts on Ramsey and his overall style? Um, one, first of all, the, 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 the disqualification from the game getting kicked out. Uh, AJ greens was a spur of the moment. Like it was in the moment he got thrown out and Ramsey was probably a buildup, which means, you know, the refs probably told him multiple times to shut up, you know, and he, you know, yeah, right. He's not going to shut up first of all. And second of all, AJ Green, you should expect that. What, what, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I've been able to play quiet, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, he got all gassed up and, and not all of it was Ramsey. Trust me. It was the fact that the Cincinnati stinks. Okay. They can't block anybody. I've never thought Andy Dalton was any kind of decent quarterback anyway. You know, so that was just, it was just all the build up. It was a culmination of all that. And then now he's getting locked up when he's supposed to be a six time pro bowler. Perennial All Pro, you know, conversations for Hall of Fame are starting to creep up, and you know, for for him, and he's still a he's still a good player. Let's not get it twisted. Everybody, you know, people that have said, "Oh, well, you know, that's Ramsey, his son." Now, hey, he could have a bounce back in, you know, <laughs> he he could. Yeah. But AJ Green needs to he 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 did that he he did it, and he should have gotten kicked out. Ramsey, I don't think should have gotten kicked out. But hey, I'm glad we finally got a bad guy because bad guys win games. If you have a team full of good guys, they don't win, man. 
It's, it's a fact. Yeah, JK3, what do you think about the fact that uh, Coughlin came to his defense? Because honestly, I was surprised by that. I thought he'd kind of lay low on that. But uh, I don't know. I thought maybe at the same time that was a pretty good statement by the organization to come to the, to the team's defense. The wide receivers get away with talking so much crap all the yep. time. Your T.O.'s, your, your Heinz Ward's. I mean, the, the dirty blocks that Heinz Ward used to throw. Um, you know, the, the receivers, your Ocho Cinco's, they get away with being the, the most outlandish personalities and everything else like that. Your Travis Kelsey's now. He scores. He's doing a jerk. They're doing a sack race. They're racing <laughs> each other in the end zone and everything else like that right now. But you get a couple of defenders who literally aren't taking it anymore and want to run their mouth and make it as much of a psychological warfare as it is a physical battle, a.k.a. your Richard Sherman's, your your Jalen Ramsey's now. And, and then now the league wants to say, oh, well, they shouldn't be doing that or, oh, no, he, he shouldn't be talking you know smack to him. No, that's what he should be doing. He should be telling you every time you line up against me, you're not about to complete this pass. Every time you line up against me, don't, hey, bro, don't touch me if it's a run play. Don't, don't even try to block me. That, that's what you should be doing. That, that's what you should, you should be getting your opponent off their game. So where they line up next to you, it makes it one less, you know, one less thing they have to worry about. It's a chess match. This is not checkers. It's a chess match. If he can get inside a, a pro bowl, pro bowler's head, Jalen Ramsey's only played 18 games in the NFL. We're talking about a six time pro bowler here. Look what he did to Steve Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, legitimately. So of course, if you can go ahead and take that psychological battle and you know what? Your defense, if they've got a villain on the team and they got a national villain, they're going to take the same personality of that villain and they're just going to get more reckless. So just because he got thrown out of the game, you think that was a fluke that that uh, Cincinnati only went one for eight on third down? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And to, to, to really sum it all up, man, when he was at FSU, I'm pretty sure that I know from reports, he got kicked out of three practices for doing the same thing to his own teammates. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so hey, re- if he remember that in in preseason he was doing that, remember? Yeah. So if he does that to his own teammates, imagine what he does to other players. And if they're stupid enough to really have their head all down and get all bent out of shape about it, then why are you even in the league? My thing is like what what could he possibly have said that would warrant you to run up, jump on a guy's back, and just start beating. And my, and we talked about this too. And this is something everybody says is funny. Is like, especially when you're going to like punch a guy in a helmet. I mean, you have to be pretty upset to do something dumb like that. But I mean, initially the word was he was saying some uh, negative things about his uh, family or something. That's but. false. <laughs> I, 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 you know, is if he said some stuff like that, then yeah, he probably would have got you know. There would have been more to it. You know, it it just wouldn't have been that. Um, I think it was just a culmination of everything and also the fact that Cincinnati's not doing so well right now. Uh, I don't think he said any of those things. You know, that's um, because if he's consistently saying those to other guys in the NFL, there's going to be some players that they won't stand for that and they'll catch him like when they're all out in Vegas or at the Pro Bowl or something. There would be, there be, might be an altercation. Hey, let's look at that. Let's look, let's remember this. In eight weeks from now, whenever the Pro Bowl is, tw- ten, 10 weeks from now, let's remember if A.J. Green's at the Pro Bowl on the AFC roster or if they pick him roster or whatever with Jalen Ramsey, let's see if they're talking or not. Is the uh, Pro Bowl in Orlando again? Is that still a thing? 
I don't know. Just, I think it is. Ugh, yeah. What a dumb decision that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bengals fans, by the way, man, those people are hateful. Like I was seeing on Twitter, like they hate Jalen Ramsey. And then <laughs> no, it, it, it's not the Bengals fan. It's everybody's team that gets beat by the Jaguars. Everybody's team that gets beat by the Jags. <laughs> They're all upset. They make fun of the Jags till the Jags stomp you. That's literally what's been happening, you know, and granted, we've only got five wins right now, um, you know, three losses. Okay, but those five wins, we've seen some five angry fan bases that can't believe that the Jags, you know, basically came in and, and stomped them. I mean, and the most annoying thing was from the national media when the, when we when we came in and beat Houston. Oh, Hurricane Harvey just came through and the Jaguars just came through and beat us. What? <laughs> yeah, well... And uh, props to the props to whoever the guy is that goes in and updates Jalen Ramsey's Wikipedia page every time we beat somebody to name to name <laughs> to name Jalen Ramsey's new adopted son whenever he uh, shuts down a wide receiver, which I think is kind of funny. Um, that's such a weird thing too. Why is that a thing? Why is it that whenever he shuts somebody down, they're now his son? <laughs> that's what you. It, it's like a, it's a you know derogatory like you know you're my you're my kid now you're my child you're my son you know you. I, I own you type. <laughs> yeah. But here's here's the thing though too. He played against Antonio Brown a few weeks ago and I think Antonio Brown got some catches on him. They didn't score a touchdown, yeah. but he got some catches on him. But after the game, Ramsey admitted, "Hey, that was the hardest receiver I played against." You know, and you could, they were talking trash back to each other. They were probably saying the same things. And guess what? At the end of the game, they were like, "Yo, man, that's that's what's up. Good good luck, good way to play, man. You know, get you next time." That's it. That's it, you know, and I think the Pittsburgh got stomped. You know, I forget the score, but they they got they got beat down. So, yeah. you know, AJ Green just hey, you, you you just might have a new title of Charmin. Yeah, <laughs> or at least at least AJ Ramsey has his new uh, his new <laughs> name. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay, so offensive line we kind of touched on that just a little bit. So I mean, definitely, uh, and I was listening to uh, Prisco and Baselli on Jaguars Monday, and I, I love that show. I think that's such a great uh, combo. Um, they were talking about the fact that the offensive line you know roughly you know except for a couple uh additions been the same players as last year and they've had uh injuries like crazy too so i mean is that doug marone's doing i mean how are we getting such good production from the running attack uh even then the games fournette's not played uh with roughly the same people as last year yeah i mean they're they're literally are playing as a unit together now they've got their core um they've had about two years to form this offensive line now I'll go back and you can run like one of the first couple podcasts that we ran. I said the offensive line isn't as bad as everyone's making it out to be. They are a scapegoat. They're just one of the things where someone to place the blame on them. And now they're coming back as, you know, the heralded heroes of, of the, of the offense. Now Blake's doing so much better now because he's got an offensive line that can block for him. Now, same integral pieces that, that have been in the offensive line. We added Cam Robinson, who everybody thought that he wasn't going to be able to play because we didn't cater to the unmentioned all-star, uh, left tackle that came in from Miami. Um, so we didn't cater to him. We cut him. And I mentioned again, Cam Robinson has started every game he's ever played. This kid came in as a true freshman at Bama, started at left tackle, played four years. Left tackle, or I think, yeah, four years left tackle. Majority of his career, left tackle, um, you know, for, for the Crimson Tide, 
arguably the best college football team of any of our years that we've ever seen. Maybe Miami almost, but that's another completely different conversation. But uh added that strong piece to it. And now they're playing together as a unit and now they're getting the push off the ball they need. Blake is making them look like an all-star or they're making Blake look like an all-star as well. You got three running backs that are running through uh crazy holes. I mean, give give them their credit. They've just been in the locker room listening to some Patty LaBelle. They got a new attitude. <laughs> they got a new attitude. You know, my, my, you know, moms loves that song. But anyway, um, that's what it is. It's attitude. Plain and simple. Remember, the offensive line coach is now the head coach. So the offensive line coach from last year is now the head coach. Everybody second-guessed the hire. We second-guessed the hire for the most part. Everybody did. No one took into account the fact that Mar- that Marone was going to come in and change the attitude and the demeanor uh, with, you know, Coughlin and him did that. And when you do those types of things, because it was all mental, they had the talent, you know, the draft, you know, some were bust, some were good. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Because if you're just sticking TJ Yeldon, who hadn't played a single down all year, <laughs> and he runs for 100 yards, that's ridiculous. Yeah. What about, so, and that's a good transition going to the running back. So Leonard Fournette, and I don't know, JK3, I'll start with you, you know, sends out the tweet today is like, oh, I was on time today. I don't know about like joking about that. It's kind of annoying. I mean, I get like trying to be light about it, but I remember, you know, whatever it was, we were texting each other before the game and, you know, hearing it down at the stadium when it was announced he wouldn't play. It was just unbelievable. So um, did it ever come to light? I mean, I know that the team photo thing was one thing, but it had to be more than that, right? I mean, there had to be more to it than just that. So from what, you know, we're, I'm not a Jaguars insider or anything else like that. And some of the things that I see, uh, you know, reported by some of the prestigious Jaguars media here uh, in town, uh, you know, he missed a couple uh, of training uh, sessions. He missed a couple of treatment sessions for his ankle. Um, when you are hurt, and when you are on the injury report, you're required to, you know, get your injury trained. You are required to rehab. You are required to meet, you know, the, the training schedules and the requirements to, in order to rehab your injury to get back to the benefit of the team. Uh, he missed some of those opportunities. And I think it's a great message. Number one, to send the, to, to set the tone to say, yeah, you're the number one draft pick. You're the new shiny running back here. You're the new stable in this horse or you're the new st- uh, horse in our stable. Okay. Great. Hey, guess what? We've won two games without you. We can win without you. And if everyone else has to fall in line with the rules, aka our, um, you, you know, our, our high priced defensive lineman, Calais Campbell, our veteran defensive lineman, Calais Campbell, um, if, if Ivory, Yeldon, they've got to be there. Our receivers got to be there. If everybody else has got to abide to the rules, hey, you're, you're not any different. You're a team member of the you know Jacksonville Jaguars. You need to be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be, on time or five minutes early like they have now. And you know what? If you're not, we're going to sit you. And you're going to sit on the side in street clothes, eat your sunflower seeds, and watch everybody else eat. And then you're going to be you know sitting there with the I shoulda, coulda, woulda face. Yeah, Derek, what do you think about the kind of like half-hearted like apology type thing? Like as we as fans, should we just kind of like accept that as him just kidding? Or is it like, come on, man, like don't make light of something where you just straight up missed an important home game? It, it's probably – we should accept it for the fact that it's probably never happened to him before uh, to sit there and say that he's always been, you know, top-notch player where he's played at. And all of a sudden he gets a reality check, so he's having a little bit of fun with it. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's taking it seriously. He better because, as you can see, they're not kidding around. You know, Ronan Coughlin, they ain't joking around. 
You know, you got to do what they want you to do. You know, it's just like it's any job. Remember, this is just a game. But any place of employment, if you don't do what they tell you to do, you know, there's going to be repercussions. You will become the victim of a circumstance. And that's exactly what happened. So, at the end of the day, just forget about it. Let's go play ball. We got a uh, we got something coming up this week with a, with a team that's been you know shredded us historically, so <laughs> hopefully that you know they'll be ready to play. I didn't take his apology too serious either with that Apple glitch that's going on. Right uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. It's like wait, I question mark box. What is that? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> that is so annoying. So did, have you fixed it yet on your end? Oh, man, I'm. I, I have. I mean, is there a patch for it? Or uh, well, so you can, for the time being, you can like cut off uh, autocorrect, and so like now, whenever I write messages and stuff, like, I have to you know add in the apostrophes and stuff like that, which is nah, too much work. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's obviously like a f- by now you know what I mean. You know, I'm trying to say I. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, that is. I mean, Apple needs to work on that because like these are like I saw that get retweeted. I'm sure there's like other important like newsworthy things that have been tweeted and they're like ruined by this stupid question box or question mark box thing. The thing that Mario jumps up and hits his head on to get a mushroom or a star. Oh yeah, a little Mario yeah. card maybe. Maybe that's a maybe that's oh, what yeah. it is. It's like a little secret Easter egg thing we haven't figured out how to use yet. <laughs> um, um, but Derek mentioned the Chargers game, so we have the Chargers game coming up, and uh, I know there's a couple uh, storylines uh, we're looking at. But uh, Derek, uh, uh, Philip Rivers, are we looking at another uh, 32 of 34 for <laughs> a six million yards game uh, on Sunday? No, no, we're not. Uh, you know, to kind of break this down, Chargers defense is not that great, so we hopefully our offensive line can overtake them. And I'm I'm sensing that the Chargers are going to have a lot of lookout blocks this week or this weekend. And for those that don't know what lookout blocks means, it's when the offensive tackle is yelling, look out, because they've been beaten. Because uh, I think their offensive line is basically trash, like ours has been historically. But there's, you know, when you have a veteran quarterback like Phillip Rivers, that he can do things to make up for those weaknesses. I, yeah, I expect to see a lot of counterplays mm-hmm. to try to get those linebackers and try to get the defensive line, um, you know, off balance. Try to get them running up play, running upfield. You know, Rivers has that very quick release, so I don't predict a lot of sacks because he's not going to sit back there and take a bunch of hits. He's going to throw the ball away. He's going to throw it in the ground. He's not going to take a bunch of hits uh, or a bunch of sacks, but. One thing that I am really ready to see, I'm ready to see the the, um, the linebackers have a breakout game. Also, this will be a time where you know Miles Jack kind of makes his, his his plays of the year and you know solidifies him himself along the defense. Uh, this is another opportunity for Telvin to continue to to show you know why he's the man now. Uh, you know on that defense and you know the leadership that he can provide. I, I really don't see or foresee. Uh, them going downfield or having the ability to go downfield uh, just because one if the coverage sacks or if the coverage is there he's not going to take a coverage sack he's throwing it out of bounds or throwing it in the ground uh, and then they'll probably revert back to a couple screens a couple counter plays to try to get the defensive line and move in one way and the offensive line going the other way and hopefully some pursuit comes into play and you know when you're talking about their receivers too um they have you know they got Keenan Allen I think they have a Travis Benjamin, they have another uh, receiver. I can't think of the the other receiver's name off the top of my head. Uh, Goodman, I'm not sure. 
But Phillip Rivers uses all of his receivers very well. Receivers, tight ends, backs. So he's not – they just can't say, uh, you know, hey, guys, lock up the outside and everything will take care of itself. It doesn't work like that with him. Um, so that's where, like JK3 said, the linebackers come into play very critical because you can't fall for play action. If if they take one step in, one step in, he'll beat us. He'll beat you every time. Um, so the, I think it's going to be very key for our defensive line to really disrupt things, to make things very difficult for him because he's not running. Okay, you don't have to worry about that. He's not running out of that pocket. Uh, if he runs out of there, then that's that's that plays to our favor big time. Uh, but he will step up in the pocket just when you think we got him. He'll throw that little sidearm, quick little dart throw he has. He can throw it for about twenty or thirty yards that way, and we'll be looking like, "Oh crap, here it comes." Uh, just a heads up, I'm letting you know right now, um, Telvin, Miles, Jack, if you're listening to this or anyone else on the defense, they're going to throw the ball to Antonio Gates. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm letting you know that right now, Antonio Gates will be a heavy target. Melvin Ingram will get, uh, you, you know, some some, or excuse me, Melvin Gordon will get, uh, you know, some carries. But most importantly, they will throw the ball to Antonio Gates. He is a perennial first ballot Hall of Famer, basketball player, and a football player body. They're gonna throw him the ball. So everyone. They're going to throw the ball number 85. We know that. Yeah, it's good that you say that because I I heard through the grapevine that the players and the coaches listen to this podcast to get tips for the games. (laughs) 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 So thank God we uh, remembered uh, to mention something. Um, But uh, what do you guys think about, uh, and Derek, I'll I'll go to you, Bortles. I mean, he's he's performed pretty well uh, recently, you know, played it safe. He's had some good throws here or there. But uh, coming against uh, the Chargers, you know, you got Joey Bosa and, of course, our uh, our good old pal uh, Gus Bradley uh, running the defense over there. So is there anything to worry about when it comes to protection issues and and kind of keeping up the consistency that he's had uh, overall in the last few weeks? Nope, not a drop. Not a drop. Tell you why. The... The offensive line has been playing very well. And San Diego, yeah, they got Joey Bosa. Kill all that noise. Okay. When you can run the ball, anything's possible. When you got two hammers back there that can run the ball, anything's possible. Leonard Fournette would truck Joey Bosa. Okay. Joey Bosa's a passing. He's a passing. He's third third and long. It plays into our favor because we we haven't been in that many third and longs. Everything Bortles is converting third downs because they're third and three, third and two, three and four. You know they're not three and fifteen. They're three and twelve. They're three third and ten. You know um, that that plays into our favor. So running the football, which Gus, you know, oh he knows the team, he knows the quarterback. Yeah, he knows that, but he doesn't know the attitude. He doesn't know what's coming for him. The, the only way that happens is if something happens with the offensive line, they get hurt, or Bortles starts being Bortles again, which we hope that doesn't happen either. I mean, the one advantage that Gus Bradley definitely has, uh, JK3, I'll get your thoughts on this, is he knows how to make the Jaguars lose. So, <laughs> I mean, he does that. Be- he's done that better than a lot of I, I did that on the fly. You know you guys like that. That was on the fly. He's done that better than a lot of people. But, Derek, I, you know, I let you continue your thought, man. I have to disagree with you. I think we scheme for Bosa. Ooh. I think Bosa's the person that we got to watch out for on this defense that can literally set the tone. He can get a sack fumble. He can get, uh, you know, he can kind of 
turn the tides for this game and, and make that momentum shift pretty quickly. So I mean, just because you know he he's the the their defense isn't you know as one of the more they, they they got a lackluster defense. You know, there's not a lot of big names on there, but you know, Bosa's one of the people that we 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 really got a scheme for. Um, you know, he's going to be on that offensive line. Uh, he he has the ability to get off on the ball. I'd uh, be a definitely. I think he plays on the on, on the same side. Uh, you know, where Cam Robinson's going to be, or he can line up whatever uh, w- w- in that defensive line. Also, that's one of the guys that we got a scheme for as well. Uh, I I think he definitely has the the big playability. He's a freak. Um, and, and he can get off on the ball and he's that prototypical defensive lineman now that's been wreaking havoc. You know, he, he's got the long body. He can, you know, bend around the tackle, uh, and get that paw out there to, you know, swipe. Uh, and you know, that's something that we got to look out for. I, I, uh, and Joey Bosa is a talent, but what I'm saying is when you run the ball as hard as we've been running it, that eliminates his strength. And. When you eliminate the strength of your best defender, it gives you a better chance. So, yeah, San Diego, they might load the box up. They might put eight and nine in the box, and they may, you know, Bosa might make some plays. But as long as we keep punishing them and, and, and getting them up the gut and, and getting, you know, those favorable matchups on the line to, to have Fournette, you know, break free, Ivory just, you know, hammering it constantly, you know, I think San Diego's defense will fold. Now, the only key is, you know, like we scored 23 last week. We can't really rest on scoring, you know, 18 or 17 to 21 points because San Diego can score too. I wish we could get seven or a shutout or three every game for the defense, but Phillip Rivers can put up points. So we can't get into a track meet with them, and we definitely can't get into third and longs with them. Or what you just said, in my opinion, JK3, will happen. Bosa will get a sack fumble because Bortles is prone to, you know, fumbling when someone's coming around the blind side, you know, on a lookout block. Uh, and those things will happen. So running game, this game is the key, just like we did with Cincinnati. They're going to try and stop it. And we, we got we to gotta make sure that we just keep ramming it down their throat. What's really good, too, and Corey, you alluded it also uh, about Bortles and the playbook, is that now teams have been daring us and daring Blake to beat them uh, with his arm, and he has. So now we have the opportunity to open up some things with the play action, uh, establish the run first, of course, and then we'll have the things to open up with the play action. They automatically know that Fournette can hit a home run. Uh, you, you know, by just taking the, just, just taking the ball 75, 80 yards. He, he's shown that big playability. And, uh, you know, Bortles has also shown that ability to get us into some favorable second and short, third and short, you know, plays. One thing you'll notice also from the Jags that we really haven't had a lot of long third downs that we've had to convert. And when we did have them the last game, we converted. I mean, it, it's long gone of those plays where people are running. We got a third and 15 and they're going to run like a seven yard out right in front of the sticks. It's now we're going to do it's third and 15. Let's get a 16 yard dig across the, uh, across Bortles' face so he can hit you in stride. So, uh, I, I think it's something right now that we've got a really good mix of unpredictability and making a team actually adjust and scheme for what we have them to do. Um, cause they know this eight or nine in the box isn't going to work. 
So looking at it just overall, uh, Derek, I'll start with you. Do you think this will be a tough game? Do you think this is going to be our, our sixth win? Like, what are you thinking as far as the outcome goes? You know, I, I am very much in the middle right now. I think we I think we have the ability to really take it to them and, and get them, give them double digits. But when you have a veteran quarterback like they have, he can change everything. You know, he can beat you with his mind. And cancel out a lot of things. Just as I said, we got to use the running game to neutralize Joey Bosa. He can use his audibles and his ability to see things to neutralize our defense. Like like JK3 said, the counters, the slip screens, the bubbles. And don't forget, there, there, as Antonio Gates has been there, you know, all-world tight end for 15 years now. They got another guy, Hunter Henry, I think is his name. He's very good, too. So they'll go a lot of, you know, two tight end sets. Uh, two tight end, two wide receiver sets, and they'll they'll do some damage if you if you let them. So, uh if I had to really pick it, you know, I'd say, you know, Jags by, you know, I don't know what the spread is, but I'd say Jags three by three. Okay, yeah, and I get your point about Philip Rivers and the mind games and all and and the mental aspect of it and everything like that. But uh, I don't know if you've read, but we're kind of like statistically the greatest defense of all time right now, <laughs> like based on some projection. <laughs> you know, and, and, and and we beat up on Ben Roethlisberger. Don't get me wrong. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, he he's got more Super Bowls than uh, and just as much, if not more, of an accomplished quarterback than Philip Rivers. But Philip Rivers has just owned us. Different team, different attitude, different era. You know, we know that. But he's just, he's not someone you want to mess with. He's not someone, hey, we're five and three. We're going to beat them. We're going to be six and three. He's not someone you want to look past. Uh, he'll, He'll hurt you. And I will agree, like, I think that this is probably, and JK3, I'll get your thoughts uh, on this as well, but, like, this is probably the turning point for the franchise this year, I, in my opinion, just because Philip Rivers has kind of been that guy that has just torn us apart, and if we can finally show some resilience against what's been our Achilles heel for so long, uh, that might be the the kind of glaring sign that we've been looking for. Yeah, you 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 definitely got to get the monkey off your back. I mean, how many times have we gone to San Diego and he's destroyed us? And how many times have, have we and they come here and he and he's destroyed us? Also, this is one of the scarier games, uh, you know, for me on the schedule. All the remaining games on the schedule, this and, and the Seattle game are right there, uh, you know, up there for me because you're gonna see what this team is made of. You're, you're gonna potentially be in a position right now where this team may be down and you may have to come back and win. You may have to see what this team can do uh, with a, a veteran quarterback. You're going to have to see what this guy can do in a familiar environment. You, you think this is the first time he's been an underdog? Please. He, he doesn't pay attention to any of this stuff. I, and we, we talked about it earlier as well about the mental capacity or mental uh, game and being a competitor. Philip Rivers is as much as a vocal quarterback out there as you can get. I mean, he's going to literally throw a touchdown pass. The camera's going to zoom in on him and he's going to be screaming a couple of vicinities, go over to the, to the, to the sideline, sit on the bench, look at his little surface tablet, and then get back out there and try to take it down to you again. So between this game and the, the Charger, or excuse me, the, um, the, the Seahawks game, not to be looking forward, but two of the pivotal games and they're both at home as well. So take that into consideration. We've won at home. We got to keep winning at home. We got to get past the veteran and, and we got to beat the good teams. 
you, you got to beat the good teams in order to get that reputation a little bit bigger uh, and, and gain a little bit more momentum on your side. Like you just said earlier, we're only five and three. Yeah. Eight games, five and three. Now we still got the entire half of the season left and we got to get hot or got to put something together in order to start stringing together a playoff run. Yeah. And, and I will say, uh, in. You know, you guys let me know, but I think we're missing a very big, important storyline from that game. A player who's competing against his former team with with extra motivation. Who's that? Your, your boy, the 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 Lamborghini, Lamborghini, the Lambo. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they did cut him for Young Ho Kim, who is now cut. So, I mean, hey. you know, he's got to be mad. I don't want anybody talking about the kicker. Okay, don't say another word about the kicker. Let's just keep it quiet. He's going to keep making field goals, and that's just going to be the end of it. Okay. <laughs> it's just like I mean, it's just he, like a pitcher when he's throwing a perfect game or a no-hitter. You don't say nothing. So that's how I kind of feel right now with uh with with with, uh, with Lambo. Uh great great job though. Great pickup. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking about uh JK3 was talking about this before we were recording. I'm thinking about picking up one of those Alibaba uh Lambo oh, jerseys Lord, right oh, now. Lord. <laughs> 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 Hey, get, get, get it straight from AliExpress. <laughs> you know, you know what the craziest thing is too. You know what the craziest part about the whole Jason Myers thing is. I've heard he's gotten a couple of workouts, but no one's even thought about like you know he didn't get picked up at all. Yeah. So it's like, what in the mistake. world? Yeah, it's like Hold, good holding night. him for holding him for so long was a mistake, obviously. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Agu- okay. Aguayo stunk, and he still got picked up like a, a day later. And Aguayo was trash for Tampa, so. Yeah. Well, and the kind of, so we, you know, and then my prediction is we will win. Because uh, <laughs> I just, I want, hopefully, to believe that going into the next home game. Because I'd like to build some more momentum with these home wins and, and just create more excitement each each game at home. Because last week was so cool, or this past Sunday was so cool. Seeing everybody so excited and just seeing all the Jaguars hats out in the community and people talking about the Jaguars and everything this week. Uh, I hope we can kind of keep that momentum going because it was a lot of fun. Um, so last thing, just to touch on one thing that's a little newsworthy, not Jaguars related, but that was kind of funny. Um, I think, I think Leangelo Ball, uh, may have confused how currency conversion works because he thinks everything's, <laughs> he thinks everything's free in China. Um, is that what happened or, uh, <laughs> that fool walked in to a Louis Vuitton store man he's trying to get some Louis Vuitton or some Supreme or whatever you know sunglasses who knows but all I know is you go all the way to China to steal something (laughs) a little bit of history for you learn some social studies geography not every country is the US man you don't get off with just picking up trash on the highway when you steal something in some of these countries, man. They will get you, okay? And hopefully he's learning his lesson about that. You know what's funny uh, is that Alibaba is based out of China, so he could have gotten off-brand stuff. Like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you walk into a Louis Vuitton store, we're all not like you, Corey, where you got snipers on the roof. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> you, 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 you just, your wallet's from Louis Vuitton, your belt, all that stuff. Uh, we don't have the luxury of going into the town center like you, but we, for those that have walked past and window shopped, you see that there's arm secu- there's security there. So <laughs> I, I mean, maybe he thought that he was, you know, the big baller brand was gonna gonna bail him out. 
But I, I have seen Locked Up Abroad on Discovery. <laughs> I would not want to get locked up in, uh, in, in China. That would probably be one of the worst places to get. I mean, full disclosure, even if I worked at Louis Vuitton and I would, like saw somebody who was like a popular athlete or something, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll let that guy pass. I would have no idea who Leangelo Ball was in person. No idea. You know what I mean? Like, he's not the famous one of those three. He's the crappy one, I think. Uh, I think the dad's, the, more, the dad's more famous than all three of them. <laughs> so, uh, all right, good stuff. So, we will kind of wrap it up there. Um, remember, guys, that we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all the major podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Down by the Bank, uh, our Twitter handle on Twitter, and on Facebook as well. And, um, and then JK3, I think we got uh, the uh, military, uh, uh, what do they call it? The uh, salute to service coming up here on Sunday. Yeah, salute to service. I uh, just want to shout out you know, my followers in the military. I got some friends that are in the military right now. And Jacksonville being a huge military town the blue angels were here uh you know last uh, last week as well want to uh, give a big shout out to the military and you know everything to this uh this game as well if we do have any military folks as well you know go ahead and shoot us like uh you know something in the the podcast or the uh, on twitter let us know where you're serving and where you're listening from and we'd love to go ahead and shout out you guys and, and thank you all very much for your service and we appreciate that but hopefully you see everybody down on sunday uh down by the bank you know but <laughs> 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 on, <laughs> on uh, Sunday, and uh, you know, again, props to the military. Yep. So we uh, we hope to see you, and uh, let us know if you guys will be at the game or something as well. Maybe we can say hello to some people, and uh, if we uh, we hope to see you in your down by the bank T-shirts with a down by the bank sticker, drinking out of a down by the bank cup. <laughs> with, uh, with well, all okay. Prop- <laughs> hold, hold, before we go, man. All right, just give people some history. You know, we got our group text message. We went from having a logo to, <laughs> hey, we got some stickers to we're selling. We got T-shirts made to we're selling T-shirts in about a matter of 15 to 20 minutes, people. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where Corey comes up with this stuff, but I mean, JK3, I don't know if you were like, oh, we got T-shirts and we selling them. Uh, that's kind of how I was when I looked at it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like Hustle Man from Martin. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what are some other things we can put our logo on and sell. I'm trying to think of some other cool things. Um, oh, look, by the morning, there's going to be like 10 more things on <laughs> JK3. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Magnets for fridges. That'd be a good one. Um, what are those things where people like cover their complete car in like a decal or a logo? A vinyl wrap? <laughs> yeah, a vinyl wrap. Town <laughs> by the Bank vinyl wrap is uh, coming tomorrow. Uh, $199.99. Buy one, get one free. Um, all right, so uh, that's it. We will talk to you guys next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.